Yes, that's right. We are back from Mater Bros Podcasting coming at you. I am your host, Jeff Mater, joined as always with co-host Jamil Robinson. Here to talk about Survivor 41, episode three, my million dollar mistake. Yes, that's right. We are talking all about this episode. It's all about Brad and Chan and Green Tribe, Jamil, and everything that was going on in this episode tonight that was a lot of advantages coming out of us. I think we saw like three or four advantages occur in this episode alone, and we're here to break it all down. Uh, sadly, we, we see Brad go home. That's the story of the night. Rest in peace. I think gone too soon. Too soon. Too and, soon. And I really don't think he... I think he got a, a raw deal. I think we're seeing a lot of raw deals uh, early on here in Survivor 41, where I feel like the person that went home didn't wasn't the person that deserved to go home and you know but you know deserve is a weird word in survival yeah. because it's all about strategy and, and but i i wanted to see more of him uh and less of jd so this is where i disagree with you in terms of like deserve mm-hmm. when people use the term deserve they think that someone someone is owed something right. but i i but i think they are people are owed um, sensical, uh, measured, uh, uh, like strikes. Like you get rid of people for a particular reason. The reasons that I've seen up to as of late have been poorly, poorly thought out reasons for why they would vote out one person versus the next. And I think, and truthfully, that some people deserve to be on the show because uh, other people made. Uh, strategic mistakes, right? Or miscalculations, and that's why they would still remain there or not. And I th- I think Brad is a perfect example of someone who should still be in the game. JD should not be because yeah. JD's a terrible player, yeah. right? And Shan made a mistake putting her trust in that terrible player. Yeah, and didn't need to. Like, uh, we'll get to the vote later on, but <clears throat> she could have went ad- another way here. People say, oh, what do you mean? The votes were, you know, against it and wouldn't have worked had she... No, she could have went the other way here, and we will break down the votes in a bit. But, uh, JD, let's just talk a little bit about JD, because tonight, like, everything about him was bothering me, and I don't think um, I'm the only one uh, that's a Survivor fan. The metaphors galore with the crystal and with, you know, here, don't break my crystal. And then Jeff, uh, you know, I was bullied. And whenever I went home, the only thing I ever put on was Survivor. And I'm all about woo and these second place people for some reason. I'll never understand it. But (laughs) I think he is a panderer. He's a Jeff Propes panderer of the highest order. And I think he he just doesn't come across as genuine. Like he comes across as like forced. What do you, what do you make of that assessment? You're absolutely correct. This dude, like I can buy what he's selling at all. Right. If he, if he told me to trust him and he was hold like I'm holding the rope that he's holding onto to keep me afloat. Yeah. I would actually have thoughts about letting go. Because I, I I don't trust this man. This man seems so ingenuine, right? What he's saying makes no sense, none whatsoever. You fashion yourself after some of the most beloved but 
non-winning players like Wu and like who was the other one? Um, um, Ozzy, right? People who were not strategic masterminds. No, right? Actually, in and, fact, quite the opposite. <laughs> and and thus, especially in the modern game right now, would be destroyed or taken along and then um, discarded on the side of the road. Um, while much better, smarter players would win. But you could say, okay, well, Shan maybe is using JD. I don't think Shan is even thinking that strategically as well. And, and right. like, okay, we're going to get to this vote, but I'm telling you, there was a third option, and I think they should have taken a third option, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I also think that, much like our Big Brother coverage, Jamil, that I think what we're seeing here on these reality TV shows is a reset of the players and like their strategic acumen and how well they even understand the game. Um, I think I, I don't think they're savvy players. I think they kind of go off um, gut instincts of what they think they should do rather than what they feel they actually should do. You know, and we saw tonight Shan kind of wrestling with those demons. And I think she picked the wrong demon, to be quite fair, tonight. Yep. Um, you know, and maybe I think it will become her million dollar mistake, uh, in my opinion. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Uh, but I think the foreshadowing of JD cutting her throat later on is not um, a pr is definitely a, a probable premise. Let's put it that way. JD, when push comes to shove, will put himself above other people which is not necessarily a bad trade per se right but in terms of you putting your faith all your faith into a player like that that's a bad decision same thing with R R ricard ricard i don't think you can really trust him that much right he just seems like he is going to once there's like a tribe flip and it's you on another tribe with a whole bunch of people, if there's a disadvantage, she's throwing you on the, the side. Whereas Brad, I think Brad is someone that you can put your trust in and he will keep it, right? I think that there is a a, a better path with Jeannie and Brad yeah. than there was with Ricard and JD. Right? Yes. Oh, both, not only JD, but also Ricard Jamil, I think are, you know, it's funny. They're the ones talking about, oh, Brad's not trustworthy. And, you know, like, I think he's the slimiest player in the game, <laughs> Ricard. And I think the fact that there's, I think Shan is just a bad judge of character here for the game of Survivor. Because I, I, I think you're right. Like, she should have picked the more sensible people to go with here. And she didn't. Um Okay, so let's let's get into the episode a little bit here, where we talk about Liana kind of wakes up and she's tending the fire, and there's a, an advantage there. And I'm like, she saw that, right? Like, there's how did she not see that? I, I thought she saw it and she put it back. That's what I thought too, but apparently not. And then all of a sudden, Tiffany finds it, and yeah, this is right after the the Vochi vote, and and this whole thing. I don't know. I don't like this yellow tribe other than Xander. I'm not pulling for any of these people on really? the yellow tribe. No, I don't like any I, of them. I like Evie, but once again, some bad decisions. She made a bad decision last week, yeah. and she, there needs to be a little bit of damage control. One bad decision. One bad decision she made. 
I think. That, well, that's why I don't like her right now. I might, I'll turn around on her. I'm willing to say that Evie, I can gain my trust later. But um, right now, I'm not a fan uh, because they voted out a person that I felt like did nothing wrong. And but once know. again, nothing wrong deserved. Like it's not the matter that Vochi belonged there more than Tiffany. Vochi made more strategic sense to keep than Tiffany, who as we see later on yes. is a complete like train wreck wild card that yes. I, I don't think I can properly, if I was in this game, I don't think I can properly work and plan ahead with someone like her in the game. Yeah. I, and uh, JD is one of these characters too. I agree with exactly what you're saying, but what bothers me is when they vote people out based off, um, you know, just like a gender or, you know, like literally that's kind of what Evie did. And I think you're, you're kind of not survivors, a game of like personal relationships. And we kind of saw that in the tribal council tonight and them talk about that, but that's really what it's about. It's about trust and getting to know that person. Yes. Yeah, sometimes you have to cut a person because they're too big of a threat. That's a reason cutting somebody because like, Oh, well, we want to take out this guy, but, we should take out the other guy just because we want girl power. I don't really agree with that. And I don't agree with the guy power either. I don't, I don't, I don't like those reasons. Um, you, you do know. what you need to do to get to the end. Yeah. <laughs> like, un unless like, I know a lot of people want to be results oriented and go, Oh, um, yellow team, you know, didn't go to tribal council tonight. So therefore they right. made the right, right. vote. It's like, no, no, that's that's poor thinking. I think that yellow team won because green screwed up as opposed to yes, like JD. yellow succeeding, you know, above expectations now that they've got this dead weight off their chest of Voce, which is farthest from the truth. Let's like if they had voted out Xander and then even tonight or whatever, and they had the same uh, uh, challenge the next episode, the yellow tribe would literally have zero chance. They needed Xander to win the challenge for them today uh and throwing those beanbags like they like you know at a certain point like you do need an athletic guy on your like, these these early challenges and it sucks because i don't actually agree with this on the production side i think they make these challenges way too difficult and way too um male uh geared toward men and so that i i agree with but like voting out guys just to, or girls just to vote them out, um, I think is you know I don't I don't agree with it, but I think it's because of production again, kind of what I was saying in Big Brother. I think production needs to make them more evenly balanced for both genders, so that this isn't a thing. Uh, okay, uh, so yeah, then Tiffany finds the advantage, Jamil, mm -hmm. and so to you know everyone gets to read it except Xander. Uh, you know, and they, if they, she finds out that she needs to sneak away in the middle of the night to get on a boat to go find out another advantage. And the same thing happens at all at the other two camps. So we have Brad find it uh, when he's tending fire because JD's telling some sick jokes about woo. And, oh. <laughs> and Sydney is uh, also finds it and notices that uh, Nasir might see it. So she just goes over and picks it up, which I thought was smart, actually. That's what I would do the same thing. I would just go do it. Um, so those three are, are um, 
uh, advantage boat getters, I guess you could say. So they all go to go see what the deal is with this uh, advantages. So they have to choose between a tarp for their tribe or a solo steal a vote advantage. And we, they have to kind of negotiate between the three of them. Yeah. What should they do? So they're back in the same similar um, situation where it's like, um, if all of them pick one choice, like the good choice, then all of them get the reward. If all of them pick the the um, specific individual advantage, um, all of them pick it. All of them lose a void. If um, one of them picks um, the the tarp versus the steal a vote, um, and everyone else takes steal a vote, then um, the person who doesn't take the steal a vote will. Um, will not get anything and the other two will get the steal of votes. Uh, so in this situation, I think it was pretty evident what they should do. Um, especially with how we see this game has been going on as of late. And um, yeah, uh, I, I think all of them made the wrong choice for the most part. Um, okay. So it was, I, okay. I think, that the person that chooses the tarp should still get the tarp here. You know, I think the, I, I don't agree with this. We all have to choose the tarp to get the tarp thing. Um, but I do think that there should be a risk to it as far as, um, I don't think they should get to negotiate. I think it should be in private. I think their decisions and stuff. Um, I, I There's a few things here that I don't like because it's basically like, okay, they're hacking the game. And I think they want to see them hack the game, but I don't really because they I don't I didn't make for an entertaining um segment, segment. for me. <laughs> it didn't. All it just proved was Tiffany is insane. Yeah, Tiffany's <laughs> or irrational. Not, yeah, and t- like literally, like Sydney says to her, like, wait, you, you're a four person tribe. You should you're gonna want the tarp then, right? She's like, I'm willing to do tarp. And then Brad's like, uh, you know, she was trying to get Tiffany on her side to basically pressure Brad to just do the tarp and forget about the steal of vote, right? Jeff, don't forget the comments section. <laughs> I've been messaging you about it. Oh. Okay, we're getting messages. Okay, well, I, I see this one. We have one from Mary Bass. Uh, I don't like any of them except the guy, which is uh, referring to the Yellow Tribe. She likes Xander. Okay. And uh, she also said... <laughs> uh, okay, sorry. Uh, and she also said, I agree with you. And I think she was talking about the Yellow Tribe again as well. No, I think that just popped up recently when we're talking about the current situation with the, th- the three people, I think, concerning the tarp. Yeah, and it wasn't this super is- It wasn't super intriguing. I thought, like, again, I think the, what they should do is have them have to make those calls in private and not get them all to meet. I get they want some crossover. They're small tribes. I get why they're doing it, but I don't like it. Uh, I'd so- rather... So let me give bust a scenario for you. If they all came to the island together and they have that initial meeting, first off, and then they had to sequester to three different areas and they were each given a choice and have to base that choice on that initial only couple of minutes, maybe when they were walking onto the beach and then they read the initial letter that tells them to separate. Do you think that would have been better because they would not have been able to discuss, um, Who's going to pick tarp? Who's going to pick um, advantage? Right. Yes. Um, I, I agree. I agree. I don't think it should be discussed like uh, at all. It should be 
you've gotten a couple seconds what you've seen with the person during uh during the challenges and also this couple of minutes um as we're walking onto the beach and we're reading the letter that's all you get you'll meet them when it's time for a merge or a swap right all this is doing i feel is cheapening the swap and the merge right because they're gonna have like these long 10 minute 20 minute conversations even like days before they actually meet up together it's true uh i i just don't like the way they set it up uh the monster is hungry and he's feeding too much i think you need to separate these players a little bit and and i think they're just hacking the game too much and and the game should be a little bit more individualistic as far as um the advantages for me but that's that's how i feel about it i Um, i don't i don't think um I don't think we're going to see a lot of um, immunity use at all. I agree. I think, you know, especially with like, I do like this twist in this season that they have to work to get their immunity idol. I do like that twist uh, because it's never been done before. And I think they used to be idol happy and you get an idol. I get an idol. Everybody gets an idol. And it was Oprah. And I, I don't I, I like that they have to work for it. But at the same time, I don't like the disadvantage that they're putting certain players in. I don't like Brad tonight would have had a vote and he could have been, you know, would have been three two anyway, but it would have been different, you know, like in some ways. Like I, I don't know. I just he could have played then he could have played his steal of vote. There's you know, there's it's, a bunch of well, it could have been it it could have been technically um uh two two with um like you, you could have came to the situation with Shan having to make a choice between two people on one side and two people on the other side, right? Because she's not going to do a two-two vote with Jeannie, um, voting uh, G- voting with Jeannie going for JD and JD and Ricard voting for Brad. They're not going to go to rocks. No one wants to go to rocks, so they just avoid that that whole conversation. And sh- her hand was forced that she had to go with the majority automatically but we also like he earned this steal of vote through this this whole thing where they you know through this boat challenge thing that occurred so if at tribal council jamil he could have stolen jd's vote voted and had genie's vote and it would have been a three two against shan and ricard and they he they would have had the power so that part i don't like i do not like the no voting part until I like that they have to earn the immunity idol through like the the secret word game, but I don't like the fact they don't get to vote. I think the word cha- like okay, the word mm-hmm. game is fine, but they should change it every every week, every challenge. Yeah, so it doesn't sound the same. Now he has to say it for a third time. It's going to sound ridiculous. It will for sure. So those things, I think they're ironing it out a little bit, but at the same time, so uh, we have they, some comments. Yep. So we have one here from Mary. But what are they going to do now? Um, meaning who? Uh, so, the oh, next. <laughs> yep. Since Brad took his idol. So uh, he doesn't have an idol yet, though, does he? I mean, he had the clue to yeah. get to eventually get the idol. So they're going to put the clue um, back or a new version of the clue um, back into the wild so people can look for it. And JD is going to find it. And that's not going to be that <laughs> most <cool>. likely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of things tonight where I feel like Brad kind of got a raw end of the deal as far as just how the show was set up. Plus the way that like the Chan, I th- I think also could have 
protected him, but chose not to. And that was her choice, but I think it was the wrong choice. Um, okay. So you're bringing up what my third option is. Yes. Right. Um, speed taught me a very um, important thing. Right. Shoot the hostage. Why didn't they just vote out Gene? They could have. They could have. Why? I don't know. For whatever reason, Ricard didn't trust Brad. Okay. So you say, hey, um, you don't trust Brad. I trust Brad. Right. And um, JD, you want to get back in my good graces. Okay. I'm not telling you to. I'm not. I don't want you in a position to get voted out, but I'd rather vote out Gene. Let's vote out Gene. Right? Yes. Why not? I mean, I think it would have worked. Yeah, I agree. But I don't know. It seems like Ricard had it out for... I think he's kind of like deciding things in this tribe. It's like him and Shan are kind of deciding things. And I don't necessarily think they should let him have so much power. He reminds me so much of of Sash from from 21. Like, he really, really does. And he also did this, like, kind of, like, manipulative, like, cunning game. And I feel like Ricard is playing the same game, but it's like he's, like, almost, like, controlling things through intimidation. Like, it, you know? He has gone come merge slash tribe swap, which I think should be coming soon. Because... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Because chances are, like, I can already foresee it, He's gonna be paired up with like with Gene, and Gene's gonna like spill the beans on this dude so quickly. He's gonna I be hope so. Good. I hope I hope you're Fuck. right because I I mean him and JD are like two of the most unlikable players I've seen play Survivor in, in quite some time, and not unlikable in a good way. Like yeah. Russell Hans was unlikable in a good way or whatever, you know. Like Tiffany's even- unlikable in a train wreck way that she's right. just like these are like. I don't know if I could stand being in a room with this person talking for five minutes. <laughs> right. I'm like, I got to get some air. I like, I rather it's 40 below. I'll go outside and just, just take um, a chance at a flu. than stay in and hear this person continue to draw breath and exhale with sounds coming out. Okay. I don't want to hear it at all. Yes. Um, Okay, we could also talk a little bit about uh, the immunity challenge tonight. Uh, Did you well. like it? I never pay attention to like well, this is the immunity challenge, and you know he does that whole like preview, like yeah, you gotta dig this bag out. I was just like zone out, and then I watch <laughs> the challenge. So like, and then it gets to the end, and they're throwing the bean bags. I'm like, that's the thing that matters. Everything else they're doing is just to get them tired, you know. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm, I'm just like, why? Why can't they just do the bag throw? You know, <laughs> you just want, you want to cut the preamble, just yes, get rid I of it. Of, I like, will, or I want it to be like less daunting. Like you know, I, I do feel bad for like like a Tiffany or you know, there's been lots of players that, like that. Like they, they have to do these like monkey bar thing or whatever, and I'm kind of like, ah, uh, like I don't know. Like, is this necessary, Jeff Probes? Do, do you know? <laughs> I, I I do feel you're right in the sense that. They'll do a physical challenge that's only physical. They'll do a physical then that has a puzzle at the end of it. They'll do, uh, but it'll be so late in the game where they just do a puzzle. Do a hard puzzle. 
Yes. Why, why, why are we doing hard puzzles? All right. And you yeah. just, you can only have one person work on it at a time and you just swap people out. That's going to be very challenging. Why can't right? we do a challenge in Survivor of like puzzle, beanbag throw puzzle? Yeah. Why not? Right. Why does it always have to be like, you got to swim and you got to dig and you got to get to the next thing and then you got to dig some more and then there's a beanbag thing up buried in the sand you got to get that you got to take that up you got to open the bag and then you got to throw these things until you get them out you know like everything with what probes does he just likes to see people get tired i think he's yeah. you know i but like, I, uh, yeah. I i'm i'm honestly i'm 100% behind my puzzle idea idea you in the blazing sun no no kind of coverage you say here is a puzzle finish yeah. this puzzle but only one person can work on it you're working on the puzzle and you have the rest of your tribe screaming at you yes. telling you to do things all the time and you're like i gotta switch out right it will put people on the spot so much right even if you have like a timer limit where it's like you can only be working on the puzzle for two minutes and you have to swap out yeah and the same person can go back into it it, it there has to be another person in between um, or two people have to be in between. You can go back again. And you have right? to go for like a minimum, like 15 seconds at least or yeah. something, you know, something like give, give me that. Right. It will put dynamic. You think when Tiffany has the puzzle in front of her and she's like, I don't know. And they're like, no, don't touch the puzzle. You're screwing it up. Put it back. No, it's like Tiffany's like, I got it. I got it. She messes up the puzzle. How frustrating and how, great that will be in terms of drama in a team dynamics give me that like like it's always the same thing where it's like physical players we got to keep them at the beginning of the game or we have to get rid of physical players at the beginning of the game that gets old we want a new survivor new survivors say hey we might see a whole bunch of puzzles we don't want this person Right, or we need to keep the smartest person in the game, big dumb jock NFL player over there, ain't doing crap about it. We need to, to kick him. I think it's time to see the flip around it. Yeah, I agree. Because, like, yeah, the big NFL player is just coasting through the early part until the merge, and he's going to be like the first merge boot, you know what I mean? And, like, I just think, like, we they need to change the dynamic of, like, what survivor challenges are to me uh and, and i don't i don't know i think probes is very much behind like the the old school like yeah you gotta swim then you gotta go dig something out of the ground and then you do like it's always like a three-part thing mm -hmm. and it's always like physical swimming dig you know puzzle and it, like for me it's just like just do you're right like do easy puzzle medium hard puzzle really hard puzzle and that you know I, I think they look at it as that's gonna be bad for tv but i think it would actually like you said it would be great for tv imagine jd trying i got this guys i got this you know and stuff like that would be i think he keeps one. calling to put himself in right and it's like no they're so close no put me in i think i got it i think i got it right that would that would get on people's nerves so quickly so quickly and it will just kind of expose dynamics in the team that yeah. or why don't we have more like scavenger hunts in we're in we're on an island and none of the challenges take place in any of the bush at all so i also noticed that um okay so with this 
there's really only two things to talk about with this Moody challenge was really Tiffany doing the monkey thing and Jeff Probst being very proud of her actually doing it. He's like, you did it. Doesn't matter how you did it. It's not, you know, how you got the score. You got the score, you know? <laughs> um, and the other thing is the fact that Xander was throwing beanbags for his life tonight. And I was happy to see him pull it out because they said to Amanda when they were, like, he got the first beanbag up, Xander did. And I was like, watch if the blue team is going to finish first here. And I was like, they have the NFL player on their team. I'm like, he's going to finish first. And he did. And, and then we saw the, it was between the yellow tribe and the green tribe and Xander pulled it out because JD was trying to be an NBA. He thought he was, I think he thought he was DeMar DeRozan, Jamil. And he was more like Tony, uh, he was more like Andrea Bernani. (laughs) JD, JD wants to be the hero. He wants to be the hero of the story. And that's why he's like, oh, this is how I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to win. Because, you know, I'm going to win. As opposed to Xander's like, I got to survive. <laughs> if I don't get this, I'm God. Right? I just I just feel like there's there's different thought processes at play. Right? We have um, a comment here from Mary. She says, maybe they're doing that because they don't want everybody to get rid of the physical competitors, just like the Yellow Tribe. And I think that's a good point. But at the same time, okay, maybe you do one tr- challenge, you do puzzle, puzzle, puzzle. And then the next one you do, like, you know, physical thing you know like we had tonight and then you you know you switch it up you don't always do the same thing mary the unfortunate part about survivor is there's two reasons why physical players are a point of uh, comment uh during the beginning of the game because a lot of the challenges are physically based so therefore you either keep the physical people because you want to keep your tribe strong so they last longer to the swap and the merge or you get rid of the physical person because um, you're worried about um, them going to a, a swap or a merge and being detrimental to uh, your game, right? Yeah. It, so it's always from a physical point of view and never um, raising up the fact that, you know, smart people, people who are able to do puzzles or are um, agile they have value too. And that that's the issue that we're calling out. Yeah. And this is very rare actually um, for survivor, like with what like Evie, the decision she made, she's like, and it does happen, but it's rare where they go, you know what? We're going to make our tribe on purpose worse, you know? (laughs) And, and it's like, it doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. And when it does happen, it actually usually works out for those people. And maybe that's what Evie knows. And that's why she did that. But I think uh, um, at the same time, I don't like it, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I I think it, it does. It's a good strategy in the sense that you have, you have a timeline, right? You, you, unless you want to get pagonged, right? You got to right. make sure that either something happens before you run out of tribe mates, right? Or you're going to be at a massive disadvantage, right? Um, like S- Stephanie, right? It was Stephanie who was the last one in that tribe, right? Um, anyways, uh, they have for their, let's say their group, right? They have two weeks max, right? Two tribal councils they can actually survive. Because they'll get rid of Xander first, and then they'll get rid of Tiffany, and then they'll be down to 
you know, was it uh, Nata- N- not Natasha? Not Natasha. Letitia? Letitia? Starts with the Nally, right? Why can't I find her name? Liana. Sorry, Liana. Liana, yeah. Right? It would be Liana and Evie. And, right, once again, you don't want to get pagonged, right? Because the chances of surviving is extremely slim. So you're putting a timeline in terms of, you know, you're you're throwing a risk situation, right? Well, I just, I just, I just, I just feel it's, it's a decision that you're making. It's you're rolling the dice and hoping that you can win a challenge to just make it to that that swap to that merge. I, I'm not a hundred percent about that, Jamil, because next week, if the blue team inevitably finds this immunity idol. Now, does it matter that the the Brad got voted out with the idol in his pocket? But if it doesn't, okay, and the blue tribe finds it and says their phrase, and Xander goes, perfect, now I can vote, and I'll have my idol. Tiffany is, and he, you know, she finds this out, or T- Tiffany's going to swap on those girls. She'll flip on them so fast, uh, you know, and in the very least, Xander could play his idol, or he could force it to a 2-2 vote, and then it's rocks, like you were saying. And, and so... Yeah. The, the the thing about it though is is that Tiffany is so unlikable. I don't think that Xander would pair up. I think he would most likely go back and and say, Hey, I have my idol. I'm gonna use it tonight. Yeah. We should just vote out Tiffany. Right? Yeah. And they'll Probably go, right. we have to, <laughs> right? At this point, right? Um, unless they want to take a chance that at one vote is going to go against them. I don't know. You know what I would do? If I were Xander, I don't think he's as smart, but if I got the idol, I would come back the next, you know, to tribal council. And I'd say to Tiffany, Hey, Tiffany, I'm voting for Evie, you know? So you vote Evie too, because they're going to vote you. And it's going to be, you know, that's what's going to happen. I play my idol either way. And you know, she's definitely going to vote for Evie, you know? And, and you know what I mean? And so like, that's kind of what I would do if I were Xander, because I would feel more, um, betrayed by Evie. Uh, what happened last week with the with the Fochi vote? But that's so, just me. That's what okay. I think. But at the same time, you want to put. So let's say in your scenario, mm-hmm. he doesn't use his idol, but he convinces um, Tiffany to vote right. for Evie, and he votes for Evie. Yeah. So ends up in a two-two tie. Right. And then what will end up happening is they will have to vote again, but only for Evie and and. Tiffany. Well, well, we that assume... depends. That depends if they're yeah. willing to put the votes on him or not. Yeah, right. And if that's not the case, then and they don't change their vote, they're going to go to rocks, which Tiffany won't do. So Tiffany will change her vote and vote for him. So he would have to use his idol regardless. Okay, so that's what I said. He's going to use his uh, that in my scenario. He was using his idol regardless. Okay, so... uh, but I just went down the scenario of if he was trying to manipulate her to vote for Evie. Right, which he could still do. And save his idol. And save, because, his idol. and save his idol. But, you know, he could, yes, he could tell her that. I don't think Tiffany's savvy enough to to worry about the rocks on the first vote. <laughs> because she knows she's got two votes coming her way from Evie and Liana. And you know what I'm trying to say? So if, if Xander can use that, he he could he could totally, you know use that against Evie and Leanna, not play his idol, and still get the votes on Tiffany, 
you know that's the smart way to play it really uh but it's a it's a gamble speaking of a gamble let's talk about brad in this episode with his uh, idol and uh, the whole uh the whole thing with the broccoli being little trees and xander thinking that was a pretty cool thing to say he says that to him during the immunity challenge but okay should brad have done this like he already had a steal of vote he already has um you know, I I don't know if does he have an extra vote? No, he doesn't. It's JDU has the extra vote on the green trap. But and we'll get to that. Uh, but should he have done this? Should he have opened that beware? I guess the first one he opened worked out pretty good for him. So yeah, he probably didn't think the second one was gonna be that bad. But I don't know. Like this whole the whole immunity chat um uh, twist is really kind of messing with players. I mean, Xander almost went home last week, and now Bra- uh, Brad does this week. It seems like a curse. I I don't think you want to get immunity. I would wait till the um, the merge to start going for immunity challenges. It just it doesn't seem worth it. The juice is not worth the scree- squeeze. You have to kind of put yourself out there to even get it to activate. Like the advantages are more advantageous than. The immunity idol, and I don't think they will be until the the idols won't be in play until merge time. You think you're right? Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about uh, Shan catching JD with a peach of parchment in his paper in his pants after coming back from going to the bathroom. Sloppy, sloppy. How do you like make it that obvious? that he had all the time he was just in the bathroom like you know i don't know why they even confronted him in the first place yeah well i think it's because he's a very gullible kind of player i don't think he's savvy i think he he basically like he he was like a dog with his tail between his legs tonight jameel Mm -hmm. he just kind of wanted to feel sorry for him but you were really just sad you were just kind of like really (laughs) i don't know that's how i felt about it I, I don't like him, so I'm just like, can we just vote this dude out and just yes. move on? Yes. He, <sighs> yeah, I have the same feelings. I don't like him at all. I, he's not rootable, but he he thinks he is. Like yeah. anybody who says like, oh, you know, I'm so confident. It's just like, oh god, and, you know. It's like anybody who says like they're rich probably isn't that rich. You know, yeah. whoever, you know, I don't think he's I think he's uh, he's an insecure guy and and it really shows in a lot of ways in this show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. OK. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't I didn't understand Shan here from this point of view as far as like she gets him to give him this vote, uh, this extra vote. To hold on for safekeeping. Can she use it? I don't know. I, I See, the rules of Survivor are weird. It's like, you know, she asked, like, can I have it to hold? And if she had voted him out, I think it would have been hers. Why not? That's I, why I, she should have done it. But she should have done it. She should have done it. She would know where the idol is, right? And... Uh, she would know what the idol is. So the next advantage or swap or the next thing that comes that is seemingly happening every episode where people interact with other members of the tribe, you go on that and you say, Hey, 
I know who has the idol on your team, and yes. this is who it is, right? And you build inroads that way, right? Um, you have Brad on your team. You have Brad on your team. Brad, who is a loyal individual, hard worker, right? Yeah. A good just, old country boy. Uh, Cattle ranch. He is He is who you, you take with you that's going to be angry at you at the end of the game, but is still going to vote for you. That's his personality. That's, yeah. That's a perfect person to team up with. Right? Oh, I forget what season was it a few years ago, but there was a guy they he wore a cowboy hat. I think they literally just called him cowboy. And like they just dragged him into like final four and then they cut him and then, you're right. He was pissed off, but he was like, I still like, still you, though. Yeah. you know, he's exactly who he is. And yeah, that's it. You don't keep around the erratic JD. Who's going to like throw your plan under the bus at the merge or whatever to save his own butt. You know, uh, he's not going to kind of what cock. He reminds me a little bit of Cochran in his first season. You know, like kind of that, you know, overcompensating kind of um, such a big fan and really sucking up the probes and all this kind of stuff that Cochrane did in his first season. Everything has like a 20 minute conversation uh, explanation. It's like, no, man, you don't need to you don't need to say like, like, don't say 30 things to, to really only mean one. All right. That's that's what I hate. That's yeah. that's what I can't stand. Just say what you mean. Say it directly, right? Yeah, it's just frustrating. It is frustrating because, like, I think, and maybe it's just because he's young and, and and he's just excited. And but at the same time, like, you're you have to have some self awareness of how you come across to your tribe mates and, and, and especially at tribal council. And I think, you know, the fact that they they're literally keeping him around, kind of the same reason that I think. Big D was kept around in Big Brother. Oof. Oh, look at this guy. Like, you know, he he is a train wreck of a player. Let's keep him around because he'll be easy to beat later or he'll go before us. So he's a good he's a good shield because he's so bad. But other people will think that too. And then that's how he'll end up in the final three and think he's a great player. <laughs> I, I just I just feel like you do stuff like that. People also think about okay, why are you taking this person? Why are you taking this person? And they automatically think poorly of you. They think poorly of you, right? And and your gameplay. So they're not going to trust you if you're taking this person, like dragging them along with you. Yeah. Well, like Brad said tonight, that the one mistake he made was trusting one person, which was Shan. And he got too excited with the game. And yeah, he shouldn't have told her a lot of the stuff. And we saw Xander make the exact same mistake uh, uh, mistake last week. And and it just goes to show that in this season of Survivor, especially with the way the twists are and they're taking away your vote, do not share that information. That's what I've learned in the last two episodes. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, the information what... is key. And the fact that people are just seemingly so flippant with it is just ridiculous. Ridiculous. We have a comment here, just like Phil. I'm trying to think, is that from Big Brother? Phil? Phil Survivor? 
Not sure. So I that might be the cowboy gentleman. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, maybe, maybe. I was or, literally trying to look him up to find out. <laughs> yeah, well, he yeah, the, the cowboy guy was the yeah. The, you're right, the exact person you want to bring to the end. Brad kind of was fitting that role, but he was like. I feel like Shan kind of got, again, a little spooked of the fact that he had all these advantages. And I think that's, uh, oh, Phil, yes. Uh, yeah. Philip, you mean Philip, the special agent. Special agent. I read some of his book. He released a book. He released a book? Was it as good as? Uh... No, it's it's like um, a fictional book. Oh, it's fictional? Well, at least, fictional. About I mean... a secret agent. <laughs> he, he, you know what he uh, speaking of philip i mean he, he i'm not the least bit surprised that guy worked in the government at all everyone was like oh my god you worked in the government it's like that's the exact type of person the government looks for it's like, people who people who say that they're surprised they're like you haven't really met who works in the government have you because... <laughs> yeah exactly um okay is there anything else uh, as far as the, the you know the overall episode here that I've missed? I feel like there's something that I haven't no, brought up. Like honestly, uh, honestly, um, folks, this oh, wasn't the best of episodes. It wasn't was, the best of episodes. It was there was one other thing, and we should talk because the blue tribe is barely on the show. But we should talk about the Nasir thing about throwing uh uh what is it, uh Danny and uh uh what's Deshaun under the bus in the middle of the night to Sydney. What did you make of this? So Nasir is obviously trying to build inroads with um, with people and trying to build up trust. Um, but at the same time, um, because he's such a poor communicator, um, he is automatically on the outs. And everything that he said is being held against him. And they're just basically laughing at this dude. They're like, we're going to use this dude as long as we can. And the first chance we get, we're going to cut him. Um I, I think that they need to be very careful because if they go into any type of merge or a merge situation and Nasir feels the way that he does, everyone's going to grab onto that. They're going to grab onto that and they're going to use this dude to vote against this, this majority strong t- tribe. They're the kings and the kings are going to get toppled if they keep with that type of attitude. Yeah, well, I agree that they're going to be the the tribe where the green tribe and the yellow tribe teams up to take them out and begong them. That's what I think is the more. I feel like that's where we're going. Yep. Uh, which is very classic Survivor. The, the the big tribe, the big scary tribe, with all the big guys that dominate all the the team challenges end up nobody does well later on. <laughs> and you know, I don't see a good character coming out of there other than maybe Nasir. <laughs> <laughs> Nasir will be their John Cochran. Yes. Like Erica is not even on the show. Sydney's on the <laughs> purple show. Erica, purple Erica. Purple Erica. I, so I'm sad I picked her uh, <laughs> in some ways because I don't think she has any chance. I should have picked Evie. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of this blue tribe. We need to see them go to tribal before we really understand the dynamics. All, right now, all I know is Nasir's going home if they go to tribal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they possibly might never go to tribal before a swap or a merge or some sort. I think they won't. Yeah, I think they are too dominant physically. Right, and the other teams are a mess. They might just combine yellow and green <laughs> the way it keeps going. Might as well. Yellow is a bad color in Survivor. 
Well, they'll give great. Well, that means the buff will be cheap on CBS.com and we'll right. get when sell out. And they're probably going to have purple as the tri- the merge um, color. Yeah. Yeah. Purple or black. Uh, did they do black? I thought they did black for what is at war. So I th- think they'll do That's purple. True. Yeah, you're probably right. We'll see it, folks. Keep track of it for us. Right. Um, yeah. So we, we're going into tribal. Yeah, so we go into tribal, and then we get all the metaphors, Jamil, about Crystal, JD, and he's broken his crystal, but he doesn't want you to break yours. Punch me in the balls, my <laughs> gosh! Shut up! <laughs> I would, it's... I, I could not be on this tribe because I'd be like, oh my gosh, this is the dumbest thing, Jamil. Ever. It's kind of like having a mosquito bite where you just start scratch and scratch and scratch, but that's the wrong thing to do. I'll be Brody Bruce. It's like that is the biggest load of horse shit I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh um, and Shan, like, I don't know. She's just trying to just make feel Brad feel comfortable. Like Brad's whole plan was to try to make JD feel comfortable, but Shan just kind of says like, "No, like, yeah, you broke him trust." And then we get the whole like uh, red herring from Propes, like, "Hey, JD, did you like the way she answered that question?" And he's <laughs> like, "Yeah, I don't know, whatever." Is anyone going to use the dice? Not until I mean, the end game. I feel like it's he's he, yeah he was like you know what I'm he is like he's smart enough to know certain things about Survivor as far as like yes yeah, so it's way more valuable in the end game. I don't but he's also like so oblivious. I think like he could have easily went home tonight, and yeah. you know I don't know. I just think JD's like he's kind of a gambler of a, of a and, and and like sloppy you know in a lot of ways of a, a, of a player. Uh, who else voted here on this green tribe? Uh, so JD, oh, yeah. Ricard, and uh, Shan voted um, right. for Brad and Gene, uh, Genie, Genie um, yeah. one vote for JD because um, Brad could not vote. Yeah. So what a bit. So here's the thing. I think if and JD could have rolled his dice and gotten maybe the extra vote, but at the same time, I think Brad. I think he just shouldn't have told Shan anything. And I think he doesn't go home tonight. I think easily JD goes home. You know, they only voted him out because he had those advantages. And sometimes, yeah, keep your 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 advantages close to vest. Like, what? That's what JD says to Shan, too. Like, in mm-hmm. the, the pre-tribe stuff, like, where he's like, no, you don't tell people about your advantages. And it's like, you caught me, so it's even worse, you know? And, and he's right about That's, that. That just sounds like if a situation comes up again, he's not going to tell you. Well, exactly. Yeah, it does kind of sound like that. And it's like, okay, well, why should I keep you? Because I know if Brad like gets anything, he's going to he's going to tell me. He's going to sing. He's going to sing like a bird to me, every single thing, and I'll know exactly where he is, and I'll be able to move accordingly. With that, you are too much of an X factor. <clears throat> you can't have two X factors. You can't have Ricard and JD. In your alliance, I yeah, I think it, I think Shan is going to. This is going to be her million dollar mistake. She's going to. This decision is going to cost her later on in the game. I think so. Maybe even next episode. Okay, so I think that's. Is that about it that we have to say when we see you know Brad do go you, home? Do you want to talk about what's happening next week? Do you, Do you want me to read Brad's confessional? Yeah, read it. <clears throat> So I left in my pocket a steal a vote and then an immunity idol. I made a, a 
multitude a multitude mistakes in the end and i think probably put too much trust in one person i just got wrapped up in the fun of the game i guess and then quite slowed down uh, enough see some more insights but totally have the adventure of a lifetime back to the ranch where i can throw out myself with people i trust i I'm reading it word for word, and the only reason why I'm stumbling is because it literally, like, the words don't make sense. <laughs> yeah, I think he is. When he says he's like a, a man that I don't think he's a well ventured man. He's a he's a he's a man that kind of hangs out, you know, at his home and doesn't really have a lot of, um, uh, you know, interactions with other people. Who, like he said, who 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 aren't his family or he doesn't trust uh, implicitly. And I think that is tough for somebody like that. It's kind of like a homeschooler kind of um, his work you know. speaks for him. And that's, that's basically his, his love language is work. Yes. Right? Yeah. He, he, yes, that's exactly true. So um, I just, I just feel once again, he's the type of person to keep, you keep this dude. Yeah. You, like you don't get rid of him. You get rid yeah. of JD. JD yeah. is is a situation is going to come up, and this is going to be his. Literally, is going to be his approach. Oh, this is just like blank did during blank, and it's like, no, I don't want you trying to emulate other people, right? Or 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 role play, right? I, I'm we're playing this game together. I need to be able to trust you, and I don't think you can. Yeah, he literally did like was doing a word for word reenactment of woo during like the whole idol search moment in Kagayan. And I was like, dude, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, imagine you were me went out there to be over like, I am the greatest player of all time. <laughs> you know, the big ass dumb girl alliance is going to be mine. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna, burn your salt. I'm gonna burn your socks. Yeah, I'm gonna burn your socks. Mick, he's so dumb. I'm gonna take him to the end. You know? <laughs> oh man, I got that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> anyway, I just think what he's doing is very silly. Like he's doing everything that he thinks he should do on Survivor and not showing us at all who he really is. He's he's not playing in the moment, and um, I don't want to see that. I don't want someone to 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 pretend or um, or act like they're on Survivor. You're on Survivor. Play Survivor, right? That's yeah. that's what I want to see. I want to see people play the game, not like oh, um, he could be in his backyard and do exactly the same thing. Yeah, get no, his beads, could. have his long hair with the buff, and like reenact all the greatest moments of his second place. Um, you know players that he looks up to yeah which is so strange like woo was not a good woo made one of the dumbest decisions in the history of survivor he decided to not take chaos cast to the end in a final two when every other season had been a final three and he had the chance to cut tony who was definitely going to win yep and he was definitely going to beat chaos cast because nobody respected her yep and I just don't understand. Like he was a fun caricature, sure, but not a good game player. No, you know. And then you look. He, yeah, he also says Ozzy, and it's just like it's. He just likes like the young guys that like run around and like you know 
kind of get that airtime on the TV. He wants to be a TV he star. He wants to, the good-looking like um, guy who is athletic and and <laughs> what season is is Wu? It's Kagian. It's I think it's twenty nine. Yeah, Kagan is a great season, right? And um, Wu, not Wu, um, Ozzy is Wu. <laughs> Wu um, <laughs> is um, isn't um, Ozzy's first appearance in um, Cook Islands? Cook Islands, and then he's yeah. also in uh, Redemption. Micron- no, he's in Micronesia, and then he was in um, South Pacific. I South Pacific, yes. Yeah, those are his three, three times. Yeah. Three time loser. Three, okay. yeah, and the third time he had a Redemption Island path to the end, he gets back into the game and then loses the challenge and gets voted out immediately. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so yeah, he. I mean, the only one he really had a chance to win was Cook Islands. He got to the end of the game, and Yule beat him because Yule was more well respected as a person. Yule was I a think. better player, Yule but it was, was also a better... very close vote. I think it was a one vote difference. Yeah. But you'll but got, I don't. I, but I, I, I would never think who are the best players ever, and I, I would not have Ozzy near the top of that list. I certainly wouldn't have Wu, uh, Wu. Uh, but you know, like he, yeah, I would actually look at uh, Wu as one of the worst decision makers, uh, as far as like when he actually had to make a decision, he usually chose the wrong choice a lot of the times, uh. And he kind of relied on Tony in a lot of ways to kind of help him through. Mm-hmm. But like, it seems like um, JD seems to just respect like the TV characters yep. and, and I respect TV characters too, but they, they have to be savvy, you know, for me to really like them. Like Russell Hans is a great example with, he's one of the best TV characters that the show ever had. But at the same time, he was a very good strategic player. He knew mm-hmm. how to game that game. And same thing with Boston Rob and same thing with Poverty. There's, there's quite a few players that are gr- good in, you know, in front of the camera, but also kind of knew how to play Survivor. And that's kind of the sweet spot. It's just picking people who are just one note. It just seems like a, uh, like a, a very weird choice right, to emulate. And, you know, honestly, it looks it seems kind of childish. It's it honestly seems very kind of childish. Yeah, he is a young guy, and he will probably look back at this season and think to himself, "Oh man, I was so <laughs> naive and silly," and, and you know. But at the same time, um, I think like he's one of these players that I do think would be would come back because he is smart enough to know the more you get on the TV show, the more likely they're gonna bring you back. Like Colton is a great example. Of somebody they brought back regretted it. He quit the second time, you know, and and you know, so like these are the type of players that Probst and the producers really gravitate toward because it's all about eyeballs and views and and, and as we've literally spent the majority of this episode talking about JD yeah. Jamil and it's Colton he, should have been on Survive on Big Brother. Yes, Colton would have been great on Big Brother. Yeah. Uh, there there are quite a few players like that that yeah kind of should have went the big brother and vice versa like uh like hayden probably should have played survivor and never big brother you know <laughs> even though he won big brother i think yeah. he, he wasn't a great big brother tv character he just got in a good alliance and was Brody. able to make it to the end yeah yeah 
Yeah, like Enzo is a good Big Brother character. I don't know how well he would do in Survivor. Like no. you know, so yeah, yeah there, there's a bunch of that uh, with the crossover between the two shows. Who? Okay, let's ask you this, Jamil. Who on this season would would be good in Big Brother? Maybe next season, for instance, or this season that we just watched. Uh, who stands out? Um, who would be entertaining, or who would do well? Both, I think. I think we want a little bit of both. Um, who would be entertaining? Honestly, in my opinion, I would love to see Evie play Big Brother. Yeah, Evie right? probably be pretty good. Um, who would actually be successful? Without seeing that much of her, um, maybe either... Uh, supposedly, Sydney is supposed to be a mental case. I don't know from kind of the previews. Yeah. Um, maybe Liana. I think Ricard would probably be fun to see on Big Brother. Yeah. I just would not like him, though, but he would be no. fun to see. No, I think he'd be good on Big because, because we wouldn't like him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but there are some blah people here on Survivor. I don't think. The, um, that would like a Nasir might be actually good on Big Brother. Nasir, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Daddy and Deshaun, no, thank you. Um, yeah. Tiffany would be a mess and that would be good. Um, <laughs> JD, no. Heather, no. Um, Xander, I see, I've seen way too many Xanders on Big Brother. Oh, so, so many. You. He would be on, he would be cast. That's the problem. Um, Jeannie, but she would probably be the oldest person on the cast and would immediately be voted out. Yep. Um, Erica, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know anything about her really. Other than from <laughs> purple Canada. Erica, purple Erica. She is right now purple Erica. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I think we're about good. I think uh, we've said our piece for this episode. My million dollar mistake. Okay. Uh, so we do the episode rundown. The um, where can you can hear us next? Yes, you can nope. hear us next. Uh, here for the Survivor podcast next week, episode four. What's it called, Jamil? Um, I do have the title for the next episode, and it's called IMDb. No, um, it is called. It's called <laughs> IMDb. <laughs> My favorite. It's called "They Hate Me Cause They Ain't Me." They hate us because they ain't us. No, they hate me because they ain't me. That's the, right. that's the, the exact term. But it reminds me of the interview. They hate us because they ain't us. Yes. Right. Okay. Um. But. Yeah, so you can watch us next week to cover that episode four. We also, Jamil, cover uh, Star Trek Lower Decks over on Live Long and Podcast. That's coming up tomorrow. You, me, Davin, if you can make it, uh, to cover the Lower Decks. Yes. Uh, I don't know what the episode, but it's been good. That, yep. that show is getting better and better and yep. really enjoying it. Um, um, Monday. Monday's is Ted Trek. I think that's been on hiatus, but it, my dad is now back from vacation, and I believe Dave will be back in the country by the time that rolls around. So I think we will have a Ted Trek coming up this week. So uh, the original series on Monday. Original series. We have uh, on Tuesdays, uh, we, we just did it last night, Deep Space Nine at 9-ish. Um, we will be covering, let me just pull it up here, Crossfire. This is all about Shakar. Shakar. So Kira is in love. So uh. stay tuned for that. And other than that, I think, am I missing any? Oh, Trivial Debates. We also have Trivial Debates. That will be coming up at the end of the month of a very yeah. special Halloween themed episode. Ooh. Don't know who's hosting yet, but we will 
figure that out. I suggested one of the contestants because I had a, a friend uh, listen to an episode and he was um, very angry, very angry at Chris Seymour and swear he can do better. So, um, <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he can. Uh, we also point you uh, over to Locutors of Trek, hosted by Davin, who joins us uh, last night, and he joins us, will be joining us tomorrow night for Lower Decks. That's a, a kind of a philosophical Star Trek show, so uh, that's available anywhere you can find podcasts. There's also Let's Talk About Fighting Games from my nephew, Eamon Mater. Yes. Uh, I don't know how many episodes they've done, but it's quite a few, and uh, they, they break down fighting games. Uh, you know, what more do you want if you like yeah. fighting games? Um, we have to drive to Acton. Exactly. Uh, and that, I think, is it for all the plugs, if you will. Yes. For all of us here at Mater, a Super Mater Bros Podcasting, I'm Jeff Mater, joined by <laughs> Jamil Robinson. We say the tribe has spoken. Come on, guys. Oh, thank you.